Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Surefire Local. Over 50,000 people have listened to Mark's podcast series specifically for home improvement businesses. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. This is a special edition of Remodeling Mastery, given the times. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to give you kind of current and insights of what's happening in the industry, as well as give you an opportunity to really take your game to the next level by looking at some of the elements within your business. Today, given the times that we're in, I've titled the session, Survival of the Fittest, Survive to Thrive. And needless to say, the whole concept of surviving in business is not necessarily a happy one. However, it's one that that's what everybody needs to be thinking about, not so much just because you've spent so much time creating this business, but also I think if in fact you can get through the coming months and survive in your business, you're going to find the opportunity coming out of this shoot to actually thrive is going to be greater than ever. That title that I'm talking about today was actually a series that I did, a speaking series I did in 2009, right after the crash. SunTrust Bank had me go out to many different cities where they brought in their clients where I talked about that topic of how to survive so that you could, in fact, thrive in the future. I took them through one of my books, How Fit Is Your Business, and actually they did a fitness checkup so they knew where the pain points were and the prescription of how to get better. You know, as I think about the times that we're in, they came on so fast, it's really critical, I think, for everybody to spend the time and think through the parts and pieces, and I'm going to be sharing 10 actions, ideas, to not only survive, but also position yourself well for the future. This podcast series is actually supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, by NARI, National Association of Remodeling Industry. And throughout the course of today's session, it's going to be slightly different in that I'm not only going to give you specific ideas and solutions, but I'm going to give you some of the resources out there. So I would encourage that you get out a pencil and write down or recheck the recording back on some of these particular companies that I think have some technology and financing and different kind of tools in place that will really be able to help you. Just to share a little bit about, I think, some perspective here. I've been in this industry now for about 40 years. And I think back, for example, in 1980, uh, Interest rates were 16%. No one was really calling. So as a result of that, the particular company that we were involved with, we started some new processes. We started this concept called design build. We actually had a dating process when it came to clients and inched them along so that they could, in fact, not only have some revenue coming in, but they also, I think, got comfortable with the idea of what the project was rather than just one big decision. 
you know, in 1990, we had the certainly the recession at that time. And that's when the bigger projects dried up. And that's when we launched the handyman service and the handyman or small projects very quickly became as many projects and as many clients as certainly we, we found with the core business. Think back to 2000 and the fears of Y2K and the world was going to end and we got through that. We got through the fears of 9-11 and of course, there was a tremendous amount of anxiety for a period of time, but you did in fact make it through. And in the 2008 crash, when that happened and we saw the Dow drop all the way down to about 6,000, you know, when home appreciation dropped dramatically, those are times that you had to really focus on surviving. And to survive, you had to really, really get uh, stronger, smarter, and really focused on on the right things. And I'm not trying to lessen what you're experiencing or we're experiencing now with uh, certainly the virus or certainly the economic challenges and everything that's out there. What I am saying is it's not a choice. You've got to focus on survival out there today if you're going to be coming out of the gate, certainly providing for your team, providing for your family in the future. So, Over the course, like I said, of the next uh, uh, period of time here that I'm going to be going down through uh, uh, 10 kind of themes, categories, actions, I think, that you can take. But, you know, as you think about what we're experiencing out there, there are many sectors in the business environment that, quite frankly, those businesses, it are almost impossible for them to survive, I mean, think about some of the hospitality industry. Think about some of the the food industry, the restaurants. Think about some of the transportation that just isn't going to happen for a period of time. And they can't last by literally shutting down the faucet completely. In the home improvement industry, while it's certainly going to be very tough, we really have, I think, number one, some backlog of activity. Hopefully, we'll be able to be able to, from a health and safety point of view, get into people's homes to be able to take care of some of those things. But as you think about home improvement, one of the things that is so important, it's very safe to say that homeowners are in fact going to still protect their greatest asset, their home. That's where they have their equity. That's where they have their assets. It's, I think it's also safe to say that homeowners who are, tend to be time-starved, they're not going to be able to do the work in the future themselves. It's also safe to say that they're not going to abandon the homes and go live in a cave somewhere. So it's more a question of timing than anything else. And as we think about this notion of survival, you have to think about how long of a bridge do you need to have to build? You've got to think about kind of the anxiety levels that are out there, both with your client and with your team. And I think if, in fact, you approach this in the right kind of leadership manner, you're going to be making it through, and some won't, but you're going to have more opportunities coming out out of the chute at the end than not. So... Let's start down the top 10 list or the 10 list. And I would encourage you to add to this list, have your own list. But these are kind of the categories of areas that you need to think about and maybe some insights and tips. So the first one, I think, one of your top priorities needs to be your team. You need to think about your team and you need to think about your team in terms of the level of anxiety that they're experiencing. You know, as I talked about in the last podcast, how your team is experiencing some of the anxieties and fears out there is really different from each other, and you've got to be very empathetic. 
how they process things is different, and therefore try not to judge how they process. Just try to go overboard in terms of communicating and in a very sensitive way, trying to be as flexible as you possibly can, but also being transparent in terms of the reality of what's going on and the moves that you potentially are going to have to make. At the end of the day, your memory, your team's memory is going to come from not necessarily the actions, but it's going to come from how they were treated, how sensitive they were treated in this, and not necessarily the actions itself. One of the remodeling thought leaders, Brian Gottlieb, who I have a lot of respect for, many of you have heard him speak at different conferences, he shared an idea that I thought was very, very smart, and that is with some of those folks that he's going to need to furlough, he is setting up a weekly conference call to let them know how the business is doing, uh, let them know what what's happening and, and what the outcome is moving forward. He's doing it in a sensitive way, and I think he's going to get a tremendous amount of loyalty when he's ready to bring everyone back. Number two is you need to look at your product and service a little bit differently. If you're focused on bigger projects, then you need to probably pepper in smaller scale projects in. If you're focused on inside projects, you might want to think about your client's health and safety and what can you do on the outside. You might want to look at projects in terms of the speed at which you can get it done because you need to generate the right kind of gross profit. You also need to think about some of the way you go about doing business in terms of some of the design fees and some of the online selections that you can do if you're not able to be face-to-face with a client. Additionally, you need to think about, I think, also the financing element. Uh, service finance and my friends there, Dave Anderson and certainly Mark Birch and others, they have some very creative financing programs that you need to think about calling them into the process and actually creating some additional financing. Financing shouldn't just be a referral moving forward. And if you come out of the chute having some strong financing programs that you can be offering to clients, it will make you better and also address today's issues with clients. Number three I wrote down was you need to start to change your messaging. You know, I know most of you out there are focused on doing home remodeling, but at the end of the day, your client is your biggest competitor. It's their fears, it's their anxiety, it's their ignorance, it's their time. So as a result, I think trying to hit the pain points through some of your different digital marketing efforts, social media efforts, focused on health, tips on health, how can they be healthier, focused on the community and what's going on there, focused on safety, safety in terms of what you're doing, not only for them, but what you can do certainly for your team to make sure they're safe when they're in and around the projects. You also need to focus on how easy it is for your clients to do business with you. Uh, Focus on the online, for example, uh, processes that are out there and also focus on speed. You know, many of the things, and I would strongly encourage you contacting our friends at Surefire Local, they're a digital marketing group, even just to have a discussion with them about what kind of things can be done when it comes to some of your messaging moving forward. I know they would be happy to try to help you, and they certainly want to support whatever things you're doing. Number four is cash. Now, many people think about profit as the ultimate judge and jury in business, but when we're dealing with the difficult times that we're in right now, 
I think cash is really king. Cash needs to be priority. Cash management. You need to take a look at uh, what are your opportunities to bring in more cash and the balance. Now, many people get kind of overwhelmed when I talk about you know just cash being king and you need to have more cash. But you need to have a cash plan. You need to come up with ten ways that you can generate cash. And some of them can be simply in the in terms of some of the deposits, completing some of the projects, moving some projects faster, but also some of the other ways might be contacting some of your vendors and strategic alliances and asking them for different kind of terms, different, uh, be able to push back so that you have can get over this bridge. If you have a line of credit or if you don't have a line of credit, but that's absolutely critical in business today. Those that have a line of credit, I'm strongly encouraging you might want to uh, bring down the line of credit so that you actually have more cash that's directly available to you. You might also think about credit cards and the cash that you can get from credit cards. Even though you're having some speed, it makes it easier for the client to buy. There's a little bit of cost involved, but certainly the use of credit cards, more not less, might help you with your cash, cash positioning. Number five on my list was stop watching the news. Now, this sounds almost a little bit ignorant and certainly uh, uh, naive, but trust me, when you stop watching the news, you will still know what's going on out there. There's so many people out there that are watching the news that are whispering to you what's going on. You will know what's going on. So, But watching the news, there's the adage, misery loves company. You've got to choose not to participate participate. And certainly all the news out there now is just creating the anxiety levels over the top. I'm not saying that it's not justified, but what I am saying is it is pulling you down. And that pulling you down is not a good place to be in terms of making the right decisions with your business. So it's really important, I think, that you also fill in your day. You have a packed day with positive productive things and not be putting out fires and watching the news the whole time. So what does that mean? Use my time management system. My friends at Surefire will give you a copy of that book, Time Mastery, The Art of Time Mastery, that shows you how to really fill up your day with productive, organized things. If you're filling up your day, it's very hard to be focused and uh, thinking negatively about other things that are going on out there. So get the book. You have the time right now. They're giving it to you purely just as a conversation to talk about things. And as a result of reading this book, it'll give you, I think, some inspiration and give you some opportunities not only to get through the stress today, but also by using some of those techniques, you'll be better in the future. Number six on my list was technology. You know, it's been said that technology uh, will revolutionize certainly the the industry, and I would argue it already has revolutionized it. It's more a question of, you know, what you need to do. You know, we have been putting off, I think, many businesses, you know, what you need to do to improve the technologies, but now's a really, really good time to be focused on the technologies in your business. Think about the different technologies, the communication technologies that you can do, like texting technologies with certainly Marlamar, 
uh, with the online selling technologies, uh, as well as presentation tools with Engage, uh, with the digital marketing, I think opportunities with te- technology. All these are technology-driven solutions, and it's really now is the time to be focused on, you know, not only having those things in place and improving your business, but they're going to be the many of the pieces that, quite frankly, help you survive. I think in the in the place that we're in today. Uh, number seven is marketing. Now, marketing is an interesting topic and subject. A lot of people, when it comes to marketing, turn off the spigot as an expense when they get really tight. I don't recommend that at all. The better companies are double down oftentimes on the marketing. And now more than ever, there's a lot of marketing efforts that are dramatically changing. You know, a lot of those in-person marketing efforts, whether it's canvassing or home shows or any kinds of events like that, just aren't going to be happening for some period of time. So you need to kind of adjust, I think, how you do your marketing efforts more than ever. You know, leveraging certainly the digital marketing uh, 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 techniques and skills that my friends at Surefire have, just having conversations with them. What can you do? They've developed a dashboard so that you can actually see which marketing efforts are more effective and not effective. And now there's hundreds of different things out there. I was just listening to a uh, uh, thought leader call where they're talk- talking about the amount of screen time and the amount of time that homeowners are looking at some of the social media, uh, media efforts in these times that are out there has really doubled, doubled in in just a week or two's period of time. So I think making sure that you are adjusting your marketing efforts, push the brake on some of the things, quite frankly, that aren't working, but then you need to be guided on the things that that are working as well. Number eight on my list is, is training. You know, I, over the years, I've been always a big advocate that training is something you need to continue to invest in. Training is an investment, not an expense. I actually, right after the the crash in 2008, I was leading a group of top remodelers. And I asked them, how many of you, of the 12 remodelers, how many of you decreased the level of training because of the crash and how many of you increased? Eight that decreased it, they saw their business went down. The four that increased the, the training, they saw their business go up. Now, today, you've got to get creative in terms of the type of training that you're doing. You needless to say, need to use online training, but you need to hold people accountable. You need to get copies, for example, of things to read. There's several books that Surefire will give you as a gift, surely, but purely, but just by talking to them is one of the many, many different ways that you can improve and get uh, uh, a training efforts. Number nine on my list is your client. And certainly your client, not the least important in this whole list. They may be the most important. There's no necessarily hierarchy to this particular list. But your client today, I can tell you, is nervous. They're fearful. Your client, in many cases, are, are not all created equal. Some of them want to move very quickly, given the times. Some of them are not fearful. Some of them are fearful. So what you need to do is you need to have very personal discussions with each one of those clients in terms of kind of doing the right thing for them based on their levels of anxiety. You know, my friend Todd Jackson said in a call yesterday, he was going to get out and talk to each one of those clients, at least over the phone, that they have in their pipeline and really be very sensitive to the notion of what should we be doing together as a team, given the circumstances. You know, you also need to, as I said, 
focus on who can move fast, who's going to go the normal speed, and who's going to slow down. You need to focus on how do I communicate with clients differently by leveraging some of the different technologies. You need to focus on some clients are going to be very comfortable sitting at home doing online selections. There's tools now that can be done, certainly, that help, I think, that experience with a client. And I think by uh, really spending time Focusing on companies like Engage and others that, that have some of those tools available for you and quickly put them into the mix, I think you're going to be more successful. And number 10, which is, you know, maybe the most important one, I think, when it comes to surviving in kind of the conditions we're in right now is taking a look in the mirror and looking at yourself. It's really about your leadership. It's about your level of empathy. Are you really walking your talk? Are you really protecting the team and the client? Are you protecting the business that ultimately is the patient and you got to get through things? So, you know, I think the more that you're really focusing on your own health and how to get through this, just as much as you're focusing on everything else, you're going to not only make it, but you're going to, I think, come out of the gate and really thrive as well. So in closing, this is very much of a team sport out there, folks. This is time to really leverage, I think, the associations, certainly leverage the magazines, leverage the information that's out there of how different people are approaching things. It's certainly leveraging your team, but it's also time to really engage with many of the different product, technology product providers, financing product providers that can actually help to give you that extra medicine so you can be able to get through this. And again, as I said before, I encourage you to reach back to Surefire just by having a conversation. They'll give you a copy of one of my books. And my books are really designed to help you get through all this as well. If not anything else, they have a kind of a positive attitude and spin to it so that you can come out of it maybe feeling a little bit more inspired and not so anxious like we all are. So I don't want to lessen what's going on out there. We're going to try to increase the participation in this podcast series uh, in large part because I think this is all happening very fast and you need to leverage, I think, it uh, more quickly than not. So uh, I would encourage you to subscribe so that you automatically get the new podcast when it comes out. And I'll certainly be trying to do it on a, a more frequent basis to, to make sure that you're, you're doing okay. So I wish everybody the best and, and please uh, subscribe to the podcast and, and take care, everyone. If you liked what you've heard, take a moment to subscribe to Remodeling Mastery on your phone using your favorite podcast app. It's available in all the major apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Go ahead and post in the comments what you learned and any questions you have for Mark, and he may answer them on an upcoming episode. Thank you again for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson.